Welcome to Football Hot Boys, a show where three hot seamen talk about football, dynasty rookies, and answer some listener-submitted questions. on top for preseason i don't watch preseason for a fucking reason it's a waste Mm -hmm. of time you learn nothing most of the shit you learn is wrong and it fucks you over (laughs) in dynasty really hard um i learned that from monte ball in 2014 never watch preseason ignore everything that happens you mean in regards to fantasy not real football in regards to fantasy yeah. specifically, mm-hmm. yes, I, I do not I care. Al- I, I almost can't even watch. argue. It sounds preposterous what you said, but I I don't even know if no, I can argue. It's with so you true, dude. Because you're fucking right, dude. Like, that 2019 draft is like the po- that we had for our dynasty league is like the poster boy yep. for that because yep. it was just a giant. Like everyone watched like one highlight package of preseason and went like, "That's my guy," <laughs> and and it backfired one every that, time. The, the big thing to me was Cross jumped up to number one to take David Montgomery because he had that one <laughs> sick cut on that guy who's now a gym trainer in St. Louis and just broke the, broke both that dude's ankles. Like, wow, David Montgomery's going to be a fucking stud on fire for the next 20 years in the NFL. And he's been fine. I was say, granted, that pick has been better than any other ones that got us, you know, the hype train. That one's better than all the other ones you're about to say. I well, mean... And- J- KJ Hamler is the greatest wide receiver that the Broncos has, according pre-season. to preseason. Mm-hmm. Like what the like, I'm I'm just saying like you can't. It doesn't matter. It, it's literally whose lines anyways. The points don't matter. It literally. What are you telling me that the Texans have are deeper than Green Bay? Are you telling me that based off that game? It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, I mean, uh, Davis Mills looked better than Jordan Love, so we should we should clap him right. We, yeah. should, we yeah. should trade for him. But the thing I always think of with that is, we, and we've told this story before, but I'll fucking tell it again. I don't give a shit. No, it's great. Was it, it was the J Jaw story because we're sitting there in the basement on the draft. J We have this this highlight package is just like going on loop. It was on loop for like five hours. Yep. Yep. And it was just that game that J Jaw went like for 120 yards and two touchdowns in the preseason and was mossing dudes and ripping dudes up and all of us are trying to have conversations watch jjaw and then also not communicate to the other people the conversation. you would always like if you J-Jaw. if you were just surveying the room you would see at least one person staring at the tv like but trying to hide <laughs> it there was always somebody watching that highlight package <laughs> and everyone everyone tried to maneuver to get him i finally got him and it just did not be good at all. His his value got so inflated by that that you were still able to yeah. move him after the fact that we everyone found out like oh he sucks. After he already busted, yeah. Yep. A lot of times in Dynasty when you're talking wide receivers, everyone wants like big Jamar Chase shaped motherfuckers. They want AJ Brown, they want DK Metcalf. Right. Everyone is always real fucking cagey about the smaller faster guys. It's the reason that we had that, that, that our first rookie draft ever that Calvin Ridley just fell into oblivion and someone got him for basically nothing late in that rookie draft. Okay. And this draft is just loaded with, with those skittery dudes. So, like, it's really hard to draft those guys because it's not about the talent. It's not about the shiftiness or the speed. It's always about, in my, in my eyes, it's about the injuries. Um, like, are you going to get clapped? Are you going to, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I worry about because... I mean, those when you see when you see a running back that's like six two, you know, two forty or some shit, you're like, oh yeah, that that guy's a tank. He's not gonna get hurt. But when you see <laughs> when you see a receiver that you know weighs like 
190 or you know below 190 and below yeah, like 170 or whatever yeah yeah it's kind of like well shit uh, I, I think you really like his talent, but I think I think you're 100 percent right. But like, let's just take uh, let's just say they're all healthy, right? All these type of prospects are going to be healthy forever. I think the other issue when it comes to fantasy football with these guys in general is that they're these type of guys are always drafted where there is already an ex established receiver. They're, they're never drafted to be yeah. they like look at Cal, where I mean Calvin Ridley, Julio was there. You know, look at this draft with like Elijah Moore. He's the one that is like mm-hmm. potentially. The only guy that doesn't like go somewhere where somebody's established, but he's on the Jets. So there's always there's always a caveat to when these guys are are selected, where it's never just comfortable, where you feel safe just taking these guys because there's always something like that that makes you think eh, this might not be as safe as it could be. Well, also like I th- I think a, what you said is kind of going to lead in is the reason that my point exists and like i've invested in a lot of those dudes over the year because there's one they fall and there's value in them and two i just end up liking a lot of those prospects and the thing is that they end up not getting touches (laughs) so like yeah so they may get more high value touches but like mccall hardman gets two two or three touches a week uh henry ruggles gets two or three touches a week like so are guys like Rondell Moore going to get more Enough. than two to three times yep. a week? It, it's like I I love Rondell Moore as a, as a talent. You can't watch. I think one of the notes I wrote down in preseason was just Rondell Moore is fast. Like it was just like because he just explodes off the tape. But like, is he going to get more than two bubble screens in a week and right. then one deep pass that goes over his head? Like it, it, right. that's just a lot to bet on in dynasty. And I guess this circle back to my original point like the end of that first round that's when you enter the soup of uh, waddle and more and i guess both the moors and guys like amari rogers who's super interesting because he could go anywhere from late first to mid third depending on if there's a guy who likes him or not like so like all those guys it's like well where's the production where's the value like is it worth the gamble and it's like how much those guys are going to fall is kind of the interesting question, if they're going to fall at all. Like, Jalen Waddle's the one guy I could see someone at, like, five go, no, that's my guy, I'm going to take him here. Like, because he's explosive enough, and he just played enough college ball, and we've seen him feature in an offense that maybe he's not that guy. But And uh, and Elijah Moore is at least a little bit beefier, so you, mm-hmm. you think yeah. maybe he can be a little bit more. Yeah, yeah I'm not worried about his size at all. I, I don't worry about yeah. Elijah or Rondell Moore's size, because they're rocked up at that weight, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I mean, Rondell Moore does have a little bit more of an injury history, though. Like, they rocked up guys and get hurt, too. Yeah, but, you're like, right. You're right. Yeah. yeah uh, um, but, yeah, no one draft him. He's going to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, out of all, I don't know, kind of, can you, since you brought up Elijah Moore, I don't know. I kind of mm-hmm. like where he's landing because it's kind of a coin flip. Like, who is he really playing against? He's playing against Corey Davis. I mean,. What is it? And, the six-year breakout, and it, you don't know how that team's gonna play. Like, I would almost rule the die and be like, "Fuck it, show me what you got." Well, like, you could say the first, same for the for the running back. You could say the same thing for Michael Carter too. I mean, you goddamn right, I can. <laughs> would you? I mean, he could, he's another guy. Like, th- these running backs are not that easy to rank when you get to that to his tier. I should no. say. Mm-hmm. Um, Once you get past the first three, mm-hmm. it's like okay, whatever. Yeah, correct. I agree. Um, like the talent's it, there, but the landing spot's such a question mark that you're kind of like but that's 
a lot of what fucking rookie drafts are all about. There, you never know. Like, there's so much risk and so much luck, and you can get yeah. on like a cold streak so fast and be like, "Fuck, every pick I make is trash." Maybe that's just me. Maybe no, I just no. We, right we've we've seen so, that in the league with multiple of our players where they're 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 cock shy now. Like, they don't want to be wrong anymore, and we've seen yeah. that either end up in people trading picks or them making a what they think at the time is the safe draft pick and then they miss out on value because of that. You know, we've seen it legitimately mm-hmm. fuck people's boards when people are afraid to be just continue to be wrong because it's dude, it's super like the hit rate in dynasty rookie drafts is not that high. It's really not, you know, no, I, it's bad. It's, it's not bad. good. It's, it's not good. Bad. Like, yeah, I want like, I almost feel that when it comes to, I'm speaking from a rebuilding perspective. You either trade all your picks and get established players that are somewhat young if you can get it, or you just burn the shit down and get a shit ton of first round or higher round picks. So it's like if you have a thirty percent hit rate, it might be worth it. Let, let's stay on that. I, you know, this is actually interesting. Let's stay on hit rate for for mm-hmm. just a moment, so that like maybe we can yeah. give ourselves and our listeners like a perspective of either expectations or you know just an outlook of I guess what to expect. Let's play this game right here. Let's take quarterback. We'll leave tight end down because it's its own entity at this point. We'll do quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. I want you boys to name one of each of the lowest possible tier of like player that's already in the league. What would be considered a hit if you drafted that guy in a dynasty league? Oh, I like that. I, I like that idea. Okay. Um, and that, that shows you what type of... Like... T- like production you're actually getting like it, it's gonna sound oh man this is a hit wow this is what a success I, I dropped i got this guy for free but it's like what kind of production is this guy actually going to give you you know is it is it that significant yep. so what is the floor of like you should be happy if you draft this guy in dynasty like at the, at, like first second third round are we going by round no you don't you don't have to position. do i wouldn't do round by round okay. I, I think because that at the end of the day that doesn't matter if you think about it. You know what I mean? If you get someone in the third round, you're right. Third, it does, it doesn't. It, it, it's it's on your team. Yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can use the same like logistics when you're talking about, you know, I drafted this rookie in the third round. I need third round production. That doesn't equivalent like it does in a redraft. Like in a redraft, totally you, you take somebody in the fourth round, you expect fourth round return. That's not how dynasty rookie drafts work. So just in general is how we'll play the game. I I also think one of the uh, real quick before we go into this game to to kind of cap your point a little bit there, Cody is. I think one of the worst ways to think about di- dynasty fantasy football is to like remember your draft equity in a player. Like like once he's on your team, you oh. have to f- flush that shit. Like you have to. I agree, like, but not yeah. everyone does. And no, no, no. Yeah, you're you right. have to do. Again. You have to keep it up here because when you trade it, that value will still be applied whether you believe it or not. Well, because like, like I, traded, I, I got a second round pick for trading Anthony Miller this year, but I spent a first round pick on him a couple years ago. It's like so what? I can't think that way. Yep, so he's, what? He's not worth that anymore. No. So who the fuck cares? You can't, don't put good money after bad. Don't hold out to try to regain something that you already fucking lost. Yep. Like, right. You know, regain what you can with the player that exists now. Um, but 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 to get back yep. to Clark's game. Um, so the lowest sort of performing quarterback that you could be considered as a hit is weird because like. You could say, well, like, 
oh, you know, uh, Brian Fitzpatrick or whatever has, mm-hmm. has been a starting quarterback. Value. It's like, I, I don't see a ton of fantasy value. Yeah, I don't think that's a hit. I don't think he's a that. hit. Yeah. yeah, so I would I would argue that the lowest level of quarterback that is worth a hit would be someone like Russell Wilson. was like that 6'7". That's high. That's dude. high to me, yeah, too. That, that, really that high. Is, that is high. But, like, once you get past that, I can figure the rest out without investing draft capital. So if I'm past that tier, I, I can know, stream man. and figure and waver. And I, trade. I don't I'm with. Co- I see what you're saying. You're not wrong, but I'm with Cody in yeah. regards. To like that's a hot. Like if you get that hit, that's more than yeah. a hit. That's a that's fucking... like that's like drafting a quarterback and it'd be like, well, if it's not five or six overall, then it's not worth it. Again, uh, well, the, the, that, that's going to change by position. For the record, that's what? not the, how many used to look okay. at everything. But again, the game is supposed to be just the what is the bare minimum to be that you know right. take it, that's considered a, the, a hit. And I think for quarterback, it's somebody like a Matt Ryan. Okay, I was going to say Ryan Tannehill. Right, and that's a good. I think I agree with Ryan Tannehill too. That's that's a good. Yeah, you, like, I mean, Ryan, you yeah. can play. You can fly Ryan Tannehill out there and be like, right. shit. All right, cool. I have. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for running back, I would actually probably say someone like I think if you get someone like Chase Edmonds, like, yeah, I think you go okay, that's a victory. Yeah, I, I like that because I can start him in spots. He's a good injury guy. Like he doesn't. Not everyone has to be Saquon Barkley when you rock no. a draft with him. No, the, the only person that came to mind, and I think it's even more than a bare minimum hit. It was like Kareem Hunt, but I think that's even too high. Like you shouldn't expect to draft Kareem Hunt when you take a running back. I think that's well, too he, much. He was also like a top three running back. Well, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about his value now. Oh, no. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's I mean, anyone. James Conner, back like uh, a couple years ago, what was he, like 800 yards or something like that? Like if I draft a, if I draft a running back that gets like 800 yards, shit. That's, I mean, that's a flex position right there. I think like, that would probably be my bare minimum. I think Kunze had the what best. What about a player one. like, yeah? What about a player like James White? Like, how do you guys? James feel like- White. I, th- I is, think that's a hit all day long. You draft James that's White. Hit. That's a hit. Absolutely. That's a hit. Absolutely. Wide receiver is super interesting too. Yep. I think that's actually kind of tricky. I actually think I like- feel like I have the perfect guy. Go for it, Mike Williams. <sighs> I don't annoying, know, man. but correct. I know. Think, uh, think about it, Cody. Think about it. I was gonna say, well, never mind. That's too high. I was gonna say Juju, but he's had. That's on, too high. The, it is too high. That's way You're too right. high. Like that's way too high. Way too high. Yeah. Well, be, here's the here's the weird thing about dynasty wide receivers too is they are vaults of forever hope. Like it's like oh no he this is you hold on to him forever and it's like mm, this could be the year that he really breaks out like oh I've seen enough he's made a couple of really miraculous catches and oh they lost a guy from last year so this could be the year that he's really featured like wide receivers <laughs> will suck hope in a way that and Mike will Mike Williams oh is he's the biggest hope sucker poster child he, he's, yeah. yeah so but, but yeah uh, to, to kind of finish the Mike Williams point just real quick like Clark that is perfect because one. You get to always hold on to that hope. Two, if you absolutely have to start him, you don't feel like total trash about right. it. Right. Because he's still going to get, you know, five targets and he's a big guy so he can score a touchdown, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And he's one of those guys that's going to be 32 and everyone's still going to be convinced he's young. And it's like, oh, I, so, so you can true. probably flip him he's at some 32? point, too. No, 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 no. I was just saying that by the time he's like, 32, the people are still going to think he's young because he's just going to be hanging out in the background the whole time mm-hmm. being a tasty prospect. So Forever. It'll be a tasty prospect forever. Damn. 
Yeah. I, I have another one, and it, okay. it's very close to Mike Williams, but this is my own personal draft pick that if I had, if every receiver I picked was this guy, I would be ecstatic, and that is Russell Gage. That's. That's the guy solid. that no one knows who the yep. fuck he is, but I've gotten more traction out of him than any any like waiver wire wire ever. Main like guy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like he's fantastic. You just like plug and play. I I and he was quiet. And I think I picked him up like super late. Um, I think he was a waiver guy for uh-huh. you. Yeah, and um, it, it, and I, I my my answer I guess would be Alan Lazard. Okay, because like I, I that's it, also a good you know, one. It's a big toolsy guy that if I had had to gun to my head start, I'm like, yeah, that's that's fine. Not that in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But that rarely happens because all those guys are so much better than a lot of what people draft. And one thing all those other guys have as well is their legitimate wide receiver handcuffs too. Oh, that's true too. Good point. They they have added utility there as well. Like and that's true about all those guys. Mm-hmm. So like I, I think that's an interesting little wrinkle to that too. Could play with that. Uh-uh. Can I mm-hmm. can I use the one Family Guy callback I get a year? Yeah, you only get one. That, you only get one. It's a good one. And it's literally twenty twenty one usage. Why would I keep Melvin Gordon when I can get a second rounder? And you know what that second rounder could be? another melvin gordon i'll take the mystery box it could even be yeah. a boat you know how much we've wanted one of those don't i don't want this narrative to get out there that you got a second thank you thank you because i was gonna, I, I was gonna I don't, correct I, that. nice propaganda move right there you did not you had a third round pick a why would you let pick. me have this and you took no no and who did you t- who podcast the, of truth and who the fuck did you take it was not even anything good what was it it was uh it was darrington evans darrington evans darrington evans yeah that was the melvin hey, gordon his day's coming <laughs> his day's coming is he gonna be a special guest on family guy like what do you mean his day's coming <laughs> i could be on the football field it could have been a boat dude is all i'm trying to say it's gonna be the Kevin White of running. It backs. could have been another Melvin Gordon. You never fucking know. <laughs> Melvin Gordon the fourth. It, it could have been him. Okay. <laughs> that was a good call. That was a good call. Using that Family Guy joke. Yeah. So very applicable. Mm-hmm. That was good use. That was good use. Yeah, man. It's done. Not you know until what? until twenty twenty two. I'll give you an extra one in twenty twenty two. I'll get so now you get two Ooh, in twenty twenty two. That's so fun. there you go. It's like rollover that, points. I like it. Yep. As the hottest boy, I, de- I decree it. You're allowed to have it. Go ahead, man. Oh, I was going to ask um, what you're doing with all those um, football cards and whatnot. Like, are you still storing them, selling them? What do you what you got going on over there? Uh, I'm having I'm averaging about two sales a day now. How many so, Jameis Winston's do you sell in a day? Because I know you have uh, like so a, I'm buying Jameis's right now. I'm not oh, selling them. Okay. I'm acquiring Jameis Winston. I, I didn't know if that had stopped yet. Uh, it only stopped a long time ago. I have too much, and based off that first preseason game, I'm going to have way too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. Yeah. Darn. I knew I was in trouble when I was starting to buy Jameis Winston baseball cards. Yeah, you oh told boy, me that he was too, playing yeah. baseball. You told yeah. me that too. Mm-hmm. So you were going deep within the uh, the lore there for that. I like it. The the biggest uh, Jameis Winston trivia piece that I that I acquired over this past week was in college. Uh, Jameis Winston was struck out by Pat Connington uh, in a baseball game in college. Uh, you got uh, that's like perfect for you. 
Yep, that is. The only By NBA champion, Tech Honey. Oh god, okay. Let's 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 move on. The only Jameis Winston <laughs> card I want is just him at that grocery store holding those crab legs. Like that's the only fucking trading card of Jameis Winston I want. Or him just waiting for an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there with like a sack of crab ragoons, just waiting for his Uber to show up. Holding yeah. up, holding up a like W, that. eating a dub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eating a dub, eating dubs and crab legs. <laughs> dude, that Saints team's gonna be bad this year. Dude, else feel uh, that? why don't we talk oh, dude, about that? It absolutely enough. is. Uh, yeah, I. Yes. <clears throat> who are they playing? They're playing you guys week one. And this is spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Smoke this, blast them. Yeah, you guys yeah. are gonna cook their tits off. I, I'm like, I'm about to put the money on the game. This I usually don't like betting this early because, like, dude, it's like three more weeks or whatever for you know until yeah. you know, the season starts. It's kind of ridiculous, but I, I think I'm ready to put my money where my fucking mouth is on this game. Like, I think it's the spreads two and a half or three and a half. I'm like, I don't care. Oh Jesus, goddamn Christ, dude! Wow. I'm telling. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, take, yeah. Take the points on that. You guys are gonna blow them away. Because, like, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill looked like dog shit mm-hmm. in that game. And Taysom Hill looked way better. <laughs> like, like way better. That's at least not he just, good. No, it's no, not good. It's not good at all. The defense is depleted. Uh, Michael Thomas is just, I don't know, like, crocheting right now. He's just not even focusing. He, yeah. He's having, like, a Kyrie Irving sort of just, yeah. like, break from the sport. Well, yeah. Mike, what the fuck? What did the Saints fucking do to him? Uh, did they piss in his cereal one day? What did they do to him? They paid him $80 million. <laughs> I don't fucking know. He just hates them, and I don't know why. It's so weird. Like, he did the ultimate scam on them. He's like, cool, I got him to pay me, and now I can show them how much I hate him. I, I don't really know what happened in that regard. Anyway, trade me for DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it's it's like we, we still don't know what the Spurs did to Kawhi. Yeah, we yeah. just don't know why they hate him. Yeah. I think it's the same thing where it's like he just decided that this he is, hates him. the uniforms are stupid or something. He doesn't want to wear them anymore. They change the colors to pink, and I'll and I'll, and I'll come back. But it's like I I I, I don't know, man. It, like that's not even their biggest problem. Is the mm. thing the fact that they literally have like Traquan Smith is number one wide receiver now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks, but. Your defense is just bleeding, dudes. You just cut your uh, number two cornerback just retired in August. Like you know, it, they could be they could they, yeah they're in trouble. They could be like a top five pick in this next year's draft, which would make sense for also just the trajectory of like that roster and that team getting and, a quarterback. You know, I think it's just yep, yeah, it's just time to suck. I think for the Saints and they're gonna do it. But, All right, so. Last week, at the end of the show, I asked for listener questions, and I got some. Awesome. What? Yeah. Yes. Okay. By some, I mean a ton from one dude. But still, it's a, it's a lot of it's it's a it's it's a lot of questions, and some of them are, are really interesting. So I kind of want to just okay. go. They're not on any theme or anything. They're just apparently random football questions that this gentleman right. had. I love it. So, Let's go. All right. So I'm actually really excited for this. All right. Um, do you guys think the ga- is the game more entertaining now than it was ten years ago? Sorry for the pause, but I need it. Mm-hmm. I would say yes because it's more fast paced with people like Pat Mahomes. Um, it's kind of it's almost a little like college football where it's like just 
pass, 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 throw, throw, throw. Yeah, so I think it depends on if you're what type of style of football you like. If uh, you're a defensive guy, this might not be the time for you to be as hypey as uh, like what Cody's talking about. If you like an aerial show, Um, but for me, yeah, just because like it's no secret, I love the wide receiver position. Like (laughs) I love to watch it. I love Mm -hmm. to see the nuances of it. So for me, it is is because they're allowed to do whatever they want. So the production out of that position is awesome and fun. You're not allowed to even look at them. So the receivers get to just showcase their talent on no, no, there's no like restriction. They can just do what they do at an elite level with no consequence. And that's fun to watch. I, I would say yes, for two reasons. One scoring's fun. More scoring is going on right now. I think that's the easy answer. And two, I think it's easy to forget how there's kind of been a change in mentality in the NFL from the ownership perspective. Like in the 90s and in the early 2000s, there was still kind of this idea where you could just be bad Mm. and it didn't matter and you're still going to make money. I think owners are kind of now starting to see that, oh, this is way more valuable when my team wins just because like your ticket sales go up, all this kind of stuff. I feel like we don't have teams that are just legitimately not trying to be good anymore. Like we used to have where the Browns were literally just coasting for almost 20 years and not even trying or, or the, you know, the, the Bengals were coasting, mm-hmm. not trying to get good. The, the jets were coasting, not trying to get good between parcels. And now basically like it, I, I do think there's a lot more aggressive desire at an ownership level to be good, which is something that, the other professional team, other leagues still struggle with, especially places like baseball where like they just don't see any value in being good. Um, basketball is starting to get a little better. It's just way harder to get good in basketball than it is in other sports. And I mean, but fantasy has gotten more fun and that correlates yes, with real football. So that's a big part of it too. Good question. This is kind of a fun one. He asked, uh, what would you, what position would you play if you were in the NFL? Like, what position would you I think I already play? answered that. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd want to be a receiver. To me, I'd want to be something like a, a tight end or linebacker. I feel like they're the most like pure football positions because you literally get to do all the football things. You get to tackle, you get to cover, you get to catch, you get to block, you get to do all those kind of things. Nah, I want to be a diva, man. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, cheerleading coach, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, I already got the mustache. Let's fucking go, boys. <laughs> What do you think the most important position other than QB is in the NFL? And what do you think the most underappreciated position is? Oh, Cornerback. I think that's the most underappreciated uh, position. Underpaid, too. Yeah, underpaid. <laughs> um, I, I, think in, I think center is really underappreciated. Center is a fantastic, fantastic choice. Yeah, I would. I think that is actually... Because I actually used to play that in high school, and there's a lot of shit that funnels <laughs> through that. And it, it's like it just look, holds a look what happens. Yeah, different. look what happens when one goes down. It's like fuck, man. It ruins the whole line. And we're starting to see, I think, that um, actually pay off on draft day a little bit more. Yeah, like like I don't remember how like way back when centers ever going in the first two rounds. And there's like I think there was like six in the first two rounds in this last mm-hmm. draft. Like mm-hmm. it, it, that's starting to starting to flip. Um, as far as Ooh. most important goes, besides quarterback, I mean, you could argue like. I don't know middle linebacker because that's the they they got the helmet you know they got the mic in their helmet I don't know you know what I mean like that that's they get the play out so that's pretty important you need somebody to do that um I'm gonna go with interior pass rusher 
Yeah, um, that's that's I, that's the most effective defensive game plan at this point in the way the league operates. So that's a good answer. And it's kind of the also the fantasy tight end equivalent to defense, mm-hmm. where like the gap between having those elite guys and having literally anyone right. else is so massive. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. So and I so I think if you have Chris Jones, if you have uh, Aaron Donald, if you uh, Kenny Clark is. I mean, but you're right because I mean, if if, quarter, yeah. if quarterback's the most important, then uh, then the second most important is the guy that tackles the quarterback. Like that that does make sense. I mean, actually, yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it. Oh, geez. Are you guys ready to pause and think about this one? Bring it out. Um, if you could be a GM and have full control over any team, what team would you pick and what would your first move be? Um, Chiefs. Um, and I wouldn't do anything. And I would just get paid a lot of money to do it. So, there you and, and you get a ring. There yeah, you go. and I get a ring. Like every year. just like, just uh, like. Denver and I draft Justin Fields. Can I? Can, can we have go a time can, machine? Yeah, can we go back in time? No, I'm no, assu- no, no. I'm assuming we can because no. it's all hypothetical. So I'm assuming I can go back. Doesn't in time. come with a time machine, my guy. Damn it! I would. My my actual answer would probably be the Jets. Okay. And we kind of covered it in the past where they've made a lot of fun moves and we don't know what's happening there. And right. we can kind of see after this season what those missing pieces are, and then we can kind of fill in the gaps and see where it happens. That'd be my pick. Um, my realistic pick, like this one, could I, I don't need a time machine for this one. So it would be the Raiders, and I would just, like, you know, like in those movies where they can't, like, mo- keep their dog or whatever, and they're like, oh, just get out of here. I don't need, I would do that with Derek Carr, oh. though. Like, I love him, <laughs> but. <laughs> get out of here, damn it. Get out of here. We never liked you. <laughs> and then I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. And, and then I would do that again with John Gruden, but mean it. Like, get the fuck out of here. No one likes you. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is, that, that is like, such a hard question here. Like, I guess I would take the Giants and then just find any other quarterback besides Daniel Jones. Because I, I, I like everything else about that <clears throat> roster. Um, and I, I think I would position myself to base... Here's what I would do. I would do everything I could to position myself to get Aaron Rodgers in the next offseason. Oh, would, and that, it actually makes sense. Draft. Yeah, it actually makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That team would be ready to fucking yep, rock. They'd be ready to shred. Or maybe... Or may, maybe let me amend that. I would do exactly the same thing, but in Washington, so I don't have to be in New York. Well, it's not a bad take. <laughs> All right, so that, that's my answer. I'd be in Washington, and I would just do that exact same thing, but in Washington. Cool. All right. Um, here's another it. super inter- interesting one that you have to think about. If you had a time machine and you could bring any player at any stage in their career to the modern NFL on the same team... Who are you bringing back? I didn't listen to the question because I'm laughing at the fact <laughs> now I get a time machine. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. now this motherfucker gets a time machine. Can you please repeat the question? Yeah, because I tuned out completely. <laughs> so basically, you now have a time machine got it, after got you it. became a GM of a team. And... This is fantastic. Okay, so so you can t- you can get a time machine. You can go back, bring any player from their prime, and Ooh. put them on their same team Ooh. now. So so who 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 would you do that with, and why? I guess. Go ahead, Peyton Manning. 
on paid, man. on the Denver, on the Broncos mm. specifically oh, on the Broncos. Sh- nice on the Broncos. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's Easy. nice. Okay. I, I'm gonna try not to pick a quarterback because I feel okay, I feel okay. like that's the um, the most effective and like the easiest to call. So I'm gonna try to think outside the box. Let me just think here. I, I, I got one, so while you're thinking, I'll throw go one ahead. out there, okay? So I'm going to go back and take Thurman Thomas and put him on the Bills right now. Because, one, my desire to give the Bills an actual running back would be huge. And also, like, Thurman Thomas never – I mean, he got chances to win a ring, but he never got it. And now this team has a chance to do uh, – gives him basically his fifth chance to get a ring. So that's, that's what I would do. That's a good answer. Oh, struggling here i mean i'm I'm gonna be such a homer on this but like this isn't my this is my real answer but like because like every year it's like is fitz gonna play is he gonna play so if he was prime fitz he would just play and i wouldn't have to sit here i almost said that yeah that's actually a better answer yeah that's a fantastic answer i was thinking that too then i'll take it and you get to play him with 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 aj green and and ring yeah that's good that's a good one I'm going to kind of play with this question a little bit. It's not exactly what he wrote. Uh, But if you could expand the NFL and pick any city to put a team in, what city you put them in and what's their name? Ooh, I like this. That's fun. This is really fun. The Austin, Texas Massagers. And we would oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And we would get Deshaun Watson as our quarterback. Sorry, that's not he's pretty cheap right now. In the expansion draft, yeah. In the expansion draft, he's unprotected. <laughs> oh my god. That was good, dude. That was good. I I feel like all the, the hard luck cities have had it like made right in the NFL. For exactly. The most part. Yep. I mean yeah, I guess you Baltimore could get got a, their team clean give, uh, their team back. Give Oakland the team back. I don't know. But I don't care about Oh, yeah, we could do Oakland. Yeah. But fuck them. You just go like, yeah, for San Diego. Oakland. The Oakland Schraders. They, they just like are. The... Oakland. Um... <laughs> just the writers of the list. <laughs> give, give fucking Canada a team. Oh, yeah, now right. you're thinking. Like, you're thinking. Canada deserves a team, I now think. you're thinking with your head brain. The fucking Ontario buddies. And the, uh, the Toronto guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. It's just two mittened hands yeah. holding together <laughs> on that helmet. Oh, there you go. Oh, we're just real happy to be here. Oh, hey, hey you come up all the way up here. They're not very good, and they lose a bunch, but I just want to give them a hug afterwards. They're, they're allowed to play with Canadian rules in the NFL only when you play there in their home stadium. They got a bigger field and all kinds of shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I love that. That's Holy my answer. Shit. I like the can. Yeah, that's Cam, a, that's good. That's a great answer. You know what? Um, uh, Mexico would be cool to get it to. Dude, those fuckers, man, they love true. some foosball, man. They have. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. Or, or, I mean, how do you true. guys feel about London getting a team? Like, honestly, because those dudes, I, those, they, they support the shit up. They watch the Jags every year, man. The Jags. I was like, the Jags are already the London team. Right. They, um, they present so many logistical problems though it, it, it's that's really yeah issue. that's why it's mexico and canada is actually feasible and, yeah i mean i think the obvious answer is you give new york a third team uh put them in that city uh and you name them the coma the, the, the comos god damn it dude yeah. <laughs> 
sorry. I, I, I don't feel good about that. This is the same joke it, you made. Because <laughs> it's, it's just like, hey, what other sex crime can we fucking <laughs> difficult Yikes. I should have saved mine. I, I think I, I tainted your answer. Yeah, I was about to say. Because once I, once I got in that, like, the sex crime headspace, I just couldn't get out of it. I can't and, think of yeah. any other names besides sex crimes. That's all I got, so. What is the worst team to be a fan of in the past 10 years? Like, the most painful past 10 years so Ooh. i actually think i'm gonna go with the chargers on this specifically the san diego chargers because one some of those philip rivers teams were like not bad but they were just cruelly heartbreaking like how they almost beat that undefeated mm-hmm. uh patriots team in the playoffs <clears throat> that 14 and 2 team that 2010 team that didn't make the playoffs even though it was the best offense and best defense in the league and then the fact at the end of all that they took you they took their team out of the town mm-hmm. like i i think that is that's a good i think that is big that punch. is the answer um i'll just say yeah. like, like i'll just say a runner-up considerate you know uh so is cody like yeah. we we've been fans of bad teams but i have to admit when it's time to admit the falcons have had a Fans-wise, that's Dude, it's been brutal. God damn it! That was my answer. Yeah. that was my answer as well, man. I think they're it's, the. Se- I think they're number two for sure. It's yeah, man. To get that close and to just have so much promise every fucking year, and and, and, and they're just collapse. Yeah. And the fact that like they do it's, that Minnesota thing where it's like they're never consecutively good. It's one year good, no. bad, good, bad, good, and bad. not much ding, changes ding, ding. in their nothing, and they don't do anything. Yeah, ex- good point fucking good it's point super weird they don't do enough roster movement for their record to change that much it makes no sense exactly yeah it's a really i never thought of it that cody way. nailed it you no he right. cody fucking nailed it he's 100 percent right the vikings and That's falcons why, do yeah. that more than anyone when i kind of side with pete man like mm-hmm. it's fuck man like it's, it's always so much promise and shit and and on paper there's no reason for them to, for them be, to be that, that bad, bad. Yeah. yep it oh. is what it is we're we're gonna have to like do a, a triannual check in. Speaking of just cruel people, teams that didn't take Justin Fields, like mm-hmm. I I I, mm-hmm. I just want to like like three times a year. It's like Pete, are you okay? Yeah, are you good. Not taking Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, that one actually, I think might be the worst. Worse than Carolina and and worse than Denver. It's just like that guy was right there for you. Next. So this is the last one I have of him, and right. uh, he put, "How much do you separate who a, a character and off-field elements of a player when you're like you're deciding who to root for and, and like in your fandom? Like, how much does that uh, factor into um, how you root?" As that's actually an interesting fandom? question. Uh, I think more. Uh, I think I cared more about um, their off-field behavior and like them as a person more when i was a kid because i was looking for somebody to look up to now in my adult form Mm -hmm. i'm like give me some guy that's shredded man that's all i you know that's my main focus as Mm -hmm. an adult is like i don't give a shit about off the field stuff i mean granted and it's kind of weird because my favorite player of all time is like uh recognized as a you know a universal stand-up guy and a good person Mm -hmm. but when i'm looking at just trying to enjoy the game I, i don't have that same sentimental a sentimental attachment as to players as I did when I was a kid. So now I'm just like, I just want guys to fry, man. I just want to see talent. And that's what I'm excited to see. Um, I think 
it's a, it's a bit of a cocktail of an answer because I think in football specifically, when it's like people that you're a fan of, it kind of is like as someone who's had a root for Aaron Rodgers for a lot of years, knowing that he's just a big thunderous douchebag. Yeah. Um, it, yes. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but he's just so much fun to watch. I don't particularly give a fuck. Also, like, <laughs> I'm not his dad. He's not my brother. Like, I, he, and so maybe he will actually give me a Christmas present, unlike those people. I, have, I stand a better chance than his mom to get a Christmas present from Aaron Rodgers. So, like, yeah. I, 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 I just don't care. I do think it's kind of fun to shit on shitty dudes against on other people's teams. Mm-hmm. Like, again, Packer fan had a lot of fun years of, of calling uh, Jay Cutler a dickhead. Um, so, like, so there, so, so I don't think it's as big a deal, like, when you can enjoy the positives, if that makes yeah. any sense. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot more fun to poke at, at the villains. Um, I do, I do think when the off field stuff gets, like, super dark, well, then, you know, we got a, we got a fucking prime candidate right here, Cody. One of your, I mean, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. How how do you feel as a like, you you answer this question. Yeah, man. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. And actually, you you hit the nail on the head. I think in my youth, I gave a lot more shit about like the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. go with I want to see someone shred out there. <clears throat> That's not really my thinking. Um, I want to watch good football and. A lot of the off-field shit you see is all PR. Because mm. I've told the story on here before. Deshaun Watson, allegedly, his first paycheck um, for the year went to all the um, all the like custodial, everyone that works in the stadium right. during the hurricanes. Fucking awesome. Cool. Obviously a fucking PR stunt at the end of the fucking day. Um, whether or not all this shit's true or not, it's kind of goofy, right? However, as I've gotten older, I kind of look at it as... I separate the artist from the art. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing same thing applies to football. I just want to watch good football. Right. Um, granted, if you're a bad football player and you're a piece of shit, well, doesn't sorry, help. my friend. It doesn't help well, at all. Well, let me, I'll try to add some more to this because I think this question is actually super layered with one second look yeah, at this. I think, I think it's yeah. an interesting question. Um, like, for instance, I'm watching Hard Knocks right now. I've watched one episode. And to Cody's point, when mm-hmm. it comes to PR, there's a lot of Zeke and Dak in, in these. And I'm like, oh, these guys are, like, likable based on this show. But I don't know if they're actually likable. Mm. You know, it, this yeah, could just be awesome. Idea. Yeah, who, who knows? You know, that's a great point. But I think what you can do is just not really consider that type of stuff, like, them as a person. But how are them – how is them as a person on the field, if that makes sense? Like, are you a guy that perpetually, like – fucks your team Fontes perfect you know are you are you that type of player oh God, yeah you see what i'm saying like that that you can be like mm-hmm. okay i i can't cheer for this because you just clearly fuck your own team you know you don't care if you win you don't you, you're all about yours i think that is more of the things you can consider when you're trying to evaluate somebody if you in that regards when it comes to them being a person mm-hmm. not necessarily the off the field stuff but the on the field stuff not just talent like cody said but like that type of shit I, I think that's even hard to. I mean, I agree with you, but then, dude, like, come on, John but, Randall. John Randall was a fucking psychopath on the field. He was awesome, mm-hmm. but he was mm-hmm. terrifying and kind of a dickhead. But he's apparently like the nicest dude on the fucking planet. But he also wasn't like evil on the field, right? Like, true. Sap true. was the same way. Like okay. guys like Namakon Mike Singletary. Like, really yeah, like to, that dude. Yeah. Fuck. But that yeah, guy. like like that's a yeah. like Mike Singletary. Right. Like because. <laughs> He had a lot of energy, yeah. and was, but but like Kunzi's starting to bring get into the realm that I'm You're talking right. about. You, 
Very good yeah. point. Very, Where you're very stepping you're on right. dudes and yes. Albert Hainsworth did a bunch of shitty stuff yep. on the field. And it's like, True. that's when that's okay. when that's where I feel like I, I can't like, oh, you don't give your mom a birthday present. Ha ha ha. Oh, you're stepping on a dude's job. You can't defend it. You like, can't okay, defend yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. True. They're trying to end people's I, I th- careers I, and not win football games. Like, what is there to cheer for with that? You know? Yeah. And I, I think that one of the more interesting guys to talk about with that would be a guy like Adrian Peterson, who was like a stupid electric player, one of my favorite guys to watch ever. And then he did that horrible shit to his kid and missed an entire year. And like people almost forget that ever even happened. Yeah, like, but I'm with Cody on this one too. Like, granted, it's a little fuzzy. It's been a while, but like, come yeah. on, man. I, I, I would argue that some of that was PR. You know, that that got blown a little. Yeah, out of there was a lot of there was a, like a divorce tied up yep. in that too that like yep. made that like it's so. It's, it's I, weird, I, man. That's why yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to take to that consider. stuff into consideration. Yeah, but the stuff you yeah, you yeah. can't argue is like what Coonsy said when you're when you're stepping on somebody's Achilles and Don't trying to consider. finish them off. That that's yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, and I guess the other point I'm, that I think is interesting to talk about is I think almost purposely because the NFL is just such a huge entity from a personnel standpoint. And the NFL just has a less of an ability to sort of corral stuff. Um, they sort of tie the narrative of who dudes are mm-hmm. a little bit more out of the sport, and that's partly because, like Clark and I have talked about this before too, where like you got a helmet on, yep. it's just kind of harder to like. But in basketball, like who those dudes are and their personalities mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff is so much more integral to how you root and process that sport because one, you they're just dudes out there. You see them, you see every expression, you see every bit of pain, all this sort of stuff. And because they're just, they spend more time in front of the mic. They just, they're in more commercials as a person. Like it's, there's just a lot more of who they are off the court or, or, and or field tied into it. And to use an example in the NBA, like some of the quote unquote shittier or worse stuff sort of gets, softened into like an old shucks clowny sort of thing yeah. like james harden kind of being a, a, a womanizing drunk is, is kind of more like oh look at him he's a little a and they, look at him go Ooh. he's kind of fat oh look at him go oh look and at his beard yeah yeah, yeah. And, 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 yeah and and so like I, I feel like a lot of that stuff sort of gets um cartoonified in a lot of those leagues. And I feel like with the NFL, they talk about dudes, they do talk about it a little more plainly, where it's like, oh, this is it. Like, Jay Cutler's is kind of a dickhole, and he looks like he's smoking a cigarette even when he's not. Smoking Jay. And like, yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I feel like the, the narrative is, is a little bit plainer, I think, in the NFL, too, which I think is part of what makes the conversation more interesting. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, because we're like creatures of facial expressions and stuff the fact that you don't get to it's a really good point that's how i know larry bird's such a piece of shit because <laughs> i see his face all the time he's gotten that fight with bill lambeer that one time <laughs> i'm just kidding i love larry bird <laughs> you can't not like larry bird right that's a total that was a total bit larry bird's awesome. my <laughs> so like it was just preposterous <laughs> your weird goofy uncle yeah yeah <laughs> Awesome uh, stuff. So I think there's there's hay to be made there. Yeah, that was um, that was some of the most fun I've had. Hay, do what now? Do what mm-hmm. now? Hay to be made. Hay to be made. They'll f- Ma- making fuck. making hay. You, you never heard of that idiom? Why do I? Okay, so I nope. admit that I have a it's bunch just of mowing grass bullshit. But I, I say a bunch of folksy bullshit. I just ignore you it. You and my wife always 
look at me like I'm a goddamn insane person. Where like I'm saying shit. Wait, I've come to expect it. I, I ignore it immediately. Like, Cody can't help himself. Yeah, that's, with, 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 I, can't I help. highly recommend just being friends with me, ignoring most things. Yeah, I say. that's also so true. That makes, yeah. Keep making, you never heard making hay before. Like that, that's, no, that's ridiculous. That, that's the, insane. It, yo, what you said is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, let him go, man. He's got a cool. That's shirt just on. like that's just something you I'm in, do. I'm, it's like I am. I'm embarrassed. For gassing now, up the car. <laughs> like, welcome the, to what fucking idioms are. Jesus, what's <laughs> the entire point of an idiom? The entire point of an idiom is just like a normal thing you fucking do, making dinner. Yes, it's supposed to be relatable and communicate, like oh. to communicate something. It, it's, right. it, it's what an idiom is. Like, uh, yeah, you know. Well, when uh, I when my wife comes home and she's like, "God, oh, I had a tough day," and I'm like, "Oral sex." Fucking in the mirror. And she just yeah. looks at me like, yeah, no, that makes, oh, yeah, you're right. No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, I don't even know how to respond to that. Good. But <laughs> that's an idiom. You don't have to respond to it. That's you being an idiot. It's, it's, it's a different thing. We're both fucking idiots, man. Oh, my God. Let's wrap this up. I'm going to go eat dinner. Oh, Jesus Christ. So that was a fucking ton of fun answering list, listener questions. I want to do that forever. Uh, so please, if you guys are out there, I'm looking at you, Smoot and Coolidge and Justin and whoever else might be listening to this shit show. Please go over to Facebook. Uh, you, you can send us direct messages there, or you can go to me on Twitter at Wisco Coonsy and uh, send me them in uh, DMs over there. Or uh, fucking write it on your $20 when you pay for your uh, football hot boy school for football drafters, and we'll get them that way too. Just, yeah. get, just get them to us. Yeah. Just and get I just want to thank you all. Thank our uh, tier three subs. Um, feet picks are on their way. Um, <laughs> They've been taking some time to process because we've been making hay. And, you know. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> it's an idiom, dude. You'll, you'll get it when you're older. <laughs> Jesus goddamn Christ. All right. So that's it for the show. Thank you for hanging out, hot boys and girls. It was a lot of fun. Go over to Facebook and follow us for the memes and send us questions. Dear God, please send us questions. That's a lot of fun. Uh, next week will be a normal episode, but just a heads up, it's going to get a little weird in the next couple of weeks because that's when all of our fancy drafts are. So we're going to as many, uh, we're going to be, a lot of us going to be traveling, all that kind of stuff, get in the same place. Uh, we are going to do our pre uh, Welcome to the League episode that we do every year. It was, I still think, our most popular episode ever where we're actually all in the same room for once to record an episode. So look for that coming down the pipe in the next couple of weeks. But uh, in the meantime, stay hot out there, boys and girls. Peace. Bye-bye.